November 29th, 2021. We're in Masechet Rosh Hashanah, Daf Kaf and toward the bottom, before the Mishnah, at the very bottom of the page, there's another Mishnah. It's about, before it says Hadran Alach, that line in the middle, it's about, what, seven or so lines up. It says Mishra'a, you see that? Matnitin Mishra'a. Mishra'a et ha-chodesh ve'eno yachol lehalech. A person who sees the new month, excuse me, the new moon, but he's not able to walk. He's not able to make his way to Sanhedrin in Yerushalayim or wherever the Beit Din is at, at that time period. But he sees it and he's not able to travel there and it's going to be Shabbat, but he wants to testify. Let's give an example. He sees it on Friday night. And now he wants to travel to testify on Shabbat so that they can establish the new month, Rosh Chodesh, as being day 30 on Shabbat. But he can't travel there. What's he going to do in such a circumstance? You mount him onto a donkey. Now that's an Isur on Shabbat. It's not one of the 39 Melachot, but it's a mitzvah lo It's called Mechamer. We're violating the mitzvah lo of Mechamer on Shabbat in order to establish the new month in its appropriate time. Ele kodesh asher otam bemo'adam. We're going to cite that pasuk again, but we cited it already. We know there's a mitzvah to be mekadesh et ha'chodesh bizmano. Hafilu continues the Mishnah, bemitah. Even if he can't even mount a, a donkey and you need to carry him on a bed. It's a very elderly individual. I guess he has still a good eyesight. He saw the new moon in its appropriate time. He wants to testify in order to establish Shabbat as Rosh Chodesh. He'll need to be carried. By carrying him, you'll be violating Hotza'ah. Melechet Hotza'ah, going from one Rashut to another Rashut, from Rashut Rabim to Rashut Yachit to Rashut Rabim. You'll have within Rashut Rabim Ha'avara Varba Amot. There's violations of Isurim from the Torah. It's violations of one of the 39 Melachot of Shabbat. Nonetheless, you do so. What about Vi'im Sodelahem? If there are bandits, if there's a danger along the way, who would be endangering the life? of an individual who's coming to testify about a new moon. Explains Rashi, one of two types of people, either the Kutim or the Baitusim, about whom we'll read in the next Mishnah. These are sects of Jews during an ancient time period who were very interested in messing with the traditional establishment of the new month, of the testifying about the new moon. And as a result, as you're making your way to Betin, the fear is There'll be the, the yo-yos along the way. We're going to give you a hard time. So what are you going to do to prevent that? Look, you're allowed to take sticks in your hand. You're allowed to fight them away. And you're allowed to plan for that. You know the Baitusim, whom we'll discuss who they were in just a few moments, are going to encounter you along the way. Uh, go uh, fortified. Go with, uh, with your arms in place. But you're going to be carrying it. And it's Shabbat. Doesn't matter, it's in order to fulfill the mitzvah of Kiddusha Hodesh. Rim Hayata Derech Rehoka. What if, go ahead. Whether it's min haTorah midrabbanan. At the very least, we're dealing with mitzvot aseh and lo taaseh min haTorah over here. Tehum might be min haTorah, might be midrabbanan. We're dealing with even more than that. Ha'avar hotzaah. So it's one of the thirty-nine melachot, right? Anyway. This is the Mishnah that establishes that. This should have been before the right. Yes, this is the Mishnah. We already referenced it in the Gemara. Yeah. What if it's a distant journey? Uh, you can take uh, food. You can take sustenance. In other words, you're not supposed to starve on this travel. Because after all, 
if it's a mahalach laila v'yom, if it's going to take the time period of a night and a day, again, assuming you're going to you're going to arrive before sunset of the next day, otherwise it's not worth going. Otherwise, the 30th day is not already going to be Rosh Chodesh, and the 31st day by default will be Rosh Chodesh. You're not going to be mahalil Shabbat in order to testify about something which is in the past already. As a result, if it's mahalach laila v'yom, if you'll be able to get there for our purposes on on Shabbat, you can go and you should go to be Mahalel Shabbat and to establish the new month. It's from that word, Adam, in the appropriate time. We learn you need to establish this in the appropriate time, almost against all uh, all uh, 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 matters that will get in your way. That's the end of the first Perik. Second Perik continues discussion and elaboration about how to be Mekadesh HaTachodesh. We'll have a few more conversations. I'm sorry, Eddie, about the moon. We'll have more conversations about Kabbalah Ta'idut, about how we would notify the people about when the new month was established, and so forth. Says the Mishnah, what if the judges, the Dayanim and the Betin, would not and do not recognize the witness? Now he's coming to testify, generally speaking, if it's edut nefashot, edut mamonot, you're dealing with a matter of uh, financial or life and death circumstance, whether I know you as the judge or not, I accept you. We assume that everyone in Am Yisrael has hezkat kashrut. They're innocent, they're kosher until proven unkosher. When it comes to edut hahodesh, we'll see in just a moment, there was a particular fear and therefore, imenan makirin oto, imo acher leha'ido. If the witness knows, the judges don't know me. We send together with him another person. It sounds like from the Mishnah, another singular person, in order to testify about him that he's kosher. Again, you have to assume, not assume, you know in that circumstance that that second guy, the judges do know. So they call me, I saw the new moon, everybody says, go testify about it. I say, but I don't know any of the judges. So I say, okay, we'll send Svi together with you. Svi knows Ham David Yosef, he's on the Betin. He'll be able to vouch for, hopefully, my kosher side. As a result, that's what the Mishnah says. Both of us can violate Shabbat in such a circumstance. Continues the Mishnah. Truth is, says the Mishnah, initially, in the early days, Edut HaChodesh, meaning testifying about that new moon, was accepted from anyone, irrespective of whether the judges knew you or not. You didn't need someone to testify about you being kosher, about you being a truthful person. And that wasn't an issue. It was just like any other Dinei Mamonot, Dinei Nefashot. However, Mishikilkilu Habaytusim. When there was a kilkul, a, a, a tra- tragedy, a travesty, a, a wrongdoing of the baitusim, whom we'll define who they were in just a moment, hitkinu, the hachamim, realized we're in a difficult circumstance. will only accept from those whom we know. The Gemara will give specifics as to what the baitusim did and why they hoped to do so in order to foil the proper establishment of the new month. But the Baitusim's reference here already, mind conjure to mind, that name, Baitusim, are oftentimes associated together with the Sidukim. These are the two sects during the time of the second Beit HaMikdash who gave trouble to what we call the Perushim, the traditionalist, the traditional establishment. What's that? Right, so Sidukim and Baitusim, generally speaking, and we'll see one or two examples over here in the Gemara, 
were, were sects who, like? Like the Shomronim, like the Karaim, and so forth. In other words, they were the sects who were in a literal translation, interpretation of Torah without, let's call it the 13 Midoshat Torah Nidreshit by him, let's call it without Masoret, without tradition as to how and when to interpret appropriately in the text of the Torah. Who were they specifically? My father's doctoral dissertation is about who were the Baitusim. That's what he wrote his entire PhD on. And what's the punchline? I asked him as a kid, he published it in 1996. I asked him, so what's the answer? I said, well, it depends who you ask. I said, you wrote your whole paper on who are the Bothusians, who are the Baitusim, what's your answer? It depends who it is. All right, it was early stage in my life before I knew enough Gemara. That's the best answer you could give. Depends who you ask, right? According to the Jewish tradition, though, outside of, you know, let's call historical tradition, Avotir Binatan suggests that they were one, they were descendants or followers of one of the two students of Antignos Ish Soho, the third Mishnah in Masechet Avot says that Antignos Ish Soho used to teach which means to say you shouldn't worship HaKadosh Baruch Hu in order to receive reward rather you worship him you do your Avodah on condition that you're not getting reward they heard that from their master from Antignos Yishzocho, the Sadok and Baitos, and they hear this and they say, You know what he's saying? He's foil, he's, he's veiling the fact that this whole thing is bogus. There's no real tradition here. The Torah is not real. This godliness, uh, they became somewhat of a veritable atheist tradition amongst them because they couldn't accept that we worship and we don't get rewarded. Of course, Antignos, as Harambam explains, was talking about avodah me'ahava. Avodah me'ahava means that I might know reward is coming, but it's not my inspiration. It's not my purpose for avodah. Anyway, that's their thought in that moment. You might say, if that's the case, that has nothing to do with literally illiteral translation of the Torah, they became non-believers. Harambam, in fact, suggests they did, but they thought they'd get killed if they exposed that they were non-believers. So they faked the whole thing. They started interpreting the Torah literally and trying to bring people off the proper beaten track of, uh, let's call it, traditional Judaism. That's by Tusim, according to Avotir Binatan. Again, as a child, I turned to my father as he was working on this, and I had learned this. They taught me this in school. It's Perkei Avot, the third Mishnah. You learned about Baitos and Sadok and Avotir Binatan. I don't know if I knew it from Avotir Binatan. I learned it from Rashi over there. I said, I know the answer to it. I solved your whole dissertation. So, you know, he smiled. He said, yeah, that's one of the approaches over here. Anyway, that's who the Baitusim are. Now, generally speaking, we associate them directly with the Sidukim. Who were they and when did they live? Again, during the second, second Beit HaMikdash time period. They were oftentimes, especially the Sidukim, very much associated with Kihuna. They were ascetics. They looked very carefully to move away from Gashmiut, from the physical involvement. They were very focused almost to an obsessive degree on Tahara and their own understanding as to what Tahara is. What happened to these sects? You know, only, only history knows. Certainly there is in rabbinic Judaism a thought that the Karaim, whom my grandfather knew very well in Egypt, they were strong in his time, there were some 50, 60,000 or something like that in Egypt in my grandfather's time, there's a thought that they are the continuers. I don't know if there's any uh, factual evidence for that, but they're similar in terms of their approach. It's this negation of accepting tradition for what it is, and instead, let's figure it out from the text of the Torah. Anyway, yeah. In, indeed. So uh, you see, uh, uh, Judah's already raising the, the fact that in our Mishnah, 
Now, the fact that one is going to testify, that much I think we understand already. He's going to testify, like the Mishnah told us earlier, and they'll find another one that he's testifying together with. But what about the guy who's uh, verifying his kosherness? I said that Tzvi is coming just to testify about me. Tzvi's a wonderful guy, but he's only one. Judah's asking, don't you need two in order to testify? This is an important question. It's going to be the first issue in our Gemara. Again, the first issue of our Gemara will be not about me as the witness, as the aid going on my own, because I'll find someone else who saw the new moon and we'll testify together. That's great. But him verifying me, the Mishnah says, Look at the first word on the second line over here. Aher sounds like a singular one. How could that be? Ask the Gemara, my Aher. First words in the Gemara, bottom line over here. My Aher, what did it mean in the Mishnah, quote unquote, when it said Aher, that we send another or a different one with him? Answers the Gemara, it must mean Had. It means one. That's what it means. It means one person goes with me. Asks the Gemara, Is one person accepted, believed in the Jewish court of law? We don't have such a thing. Maybe he'll tell me over here it is accepted. Why would I make an exception over here? After all, this is not a necessary testimony. This was a takanat hachamim in the first place, right? I could have gone, what's that? He certainly can, but if it's coming as a testimony, which we assume it is, you'd assume you need two. But the truth is, is you can be a te- one witness with a shivuah as like two, no? Can we do the same here? You can't do one with a shivuah in order to kill someone. You no, can't do one. You want to go with ne'emanut. Jesse says, I'll go further. I don't even need a swearing over here. After all, this is all only because of the rabbis who are nervous about the baytusim, right? That's the whole right. issue. It's not a mitzvah from not the Torah. It's not, that's not a real idut. So perhaps the rabbis would say, yeah, over here one's sufficient. One with a shivua is sufficient. Says the Gemara, it's not so. Again, I introduced it as we always need to. The Gemara says, I have a beraita, which seems to say explicitly that you need to look at it. Says the Gemara, the Hatanya, doesn't the beraita teach bahu the Next word, Eidav Imo. Eidav Imo means and his witnesses, which makes it appear clearly from this Beraita that you need two. Of course, this Beraita, you might say, why is this stronger than our Mishnah? That's an important question. The Rishonim, in fact, debate that. The Rishonim debate, maybe we're changing the Beraita in our ultimate answer as opposed to the Mishnah. Irrespective of that, we're going to read it as the Gemara tells it us in its Peshat interpretation. It says, Which means to say, you need two. How come our Mishnah said, which seemed to suggest that one is sufficient? Amar of Papa, my Aher, what did it mean in our Mishnah when it said, Aher, Zug Aher? Zug means a pair. A pair, you can talk about a single pair. How many is in a single pair? Two, of course. When our Mishnah says, you send Aher Imo, doesn't just mean Svi, it means Svi together with Bobby, of course. Yeah. What's that? That's the witness. That's the witness. That's the Eid. The witness goes even on his own because we might find another one who will testify together with him. That we know. We're talking about the Aher who's coming to, together with him. The Aher was not mentioned in our Mishnah. Right? Okay, says the Gemara, says the, says the Gemara, Amara Papa, Mayahir Zugahir, and continues the Gemara, Hachen Ame Mistabera, indeed, it stands to reason, Hache, like this, Name as well, Mistabera, Sivara means it's logical. It makes sense to logically prove this from our Mishnah. Internally in our Mishnah, we'll suggest that although they're talking in the singular, they're in fact referring to plural to the zug, the ilote mahache, because if you don't argue like this, in other words, if you don't say that aher means two, what about the next words in the Mishnah? Im enan makirin oto. 
It says if they don't recognize him. Now it's true, I've been telling you throughout, even one witness would be sufficient to go up to the Mikdash or to the Sanhedrin, wherever it is at that time, because you assume he'll find another. But ultimately speaking, our Mishnah is saying, you need the witnesses to be checked out. How come the Mishnah says, Oto? Which seems, again, the first line in our Mishnah is not talking about when you're going up on Shabbat. The first line in our Mishnah is saying, you need another to testify about the witness for Kiddusha Hodesh. There's not one witness for Kiddusha Hodesh. Everybody agrees to that. Forget about the mounting the donkey. When you walk into the Sanhedrin, they're establishing the Kiddusha Hodesh. You need it too. How come the Mishnah begins with Imenan Makirin Oto if they don't recognize him? Who's him? You say, oh, the witness for Kiddusha Hodesh. You need two witnesses for Kiddusha Hodesh. Why does it say Oto in the singular? My Oto. Ilema Oto Had. If you had to tell me the word Oto means one, over here, there's no question. Jesse, we can't turn this into a drabanan. We can't add any shavua over here. Over here, we're dealing with a halacha. We're well aware of. We established later on, ironically, on Dafkafe. We know this halacha from Mishpat Ketiv Be. And we know from Masechet Sanhedrin and Daf Yod Aleph, the Pasuk says in the Kant, which the Chachamim interpret as a reference to, Kiddusha Hodesh, and it calls it Mishpat. Mishpat means justice. Same way the Torah tells us in Sefer Devarim, you need two witnesses for establishment of Dam Lidam, Lidin Lidin, Nega Nega, in any circumstance in which we're deliberating in court, so too for Kiddusha Hodesh, it's Mishpat. As a result, clearly you need two witnesses. The Mishnah starts off and it says, if you don't recognize him, who's him? Them. Clearly it means two. Rather, says the Gemara, Elamai Oto, Oto Hazuk. Fascinating question. Well, I don't know if he comes every month. Uh, again, it's for that reason we send another. And we would often, I assume, send another. You're saying, how, how often is it that there's a... No, that's who we're, we're dealing with the witnesses. So either the witnesses are known by the judges, khalas, the witnesses are mehalel shabbat, nothing more, and you don't need anyone else to go together with them, assuming they don't need that help. Alternatively, they bring someone who the judges do know. You're telling me in every village there's not a single guy who's got some connection to the rabbis? So it's got to be that you have it. If you don't, all right, you've got to find someone who, 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 who they trust in the Sanhedrin, get to know them. Anyway, says the Gemara, Hachir Nameh, so too over here, for our purposes, my Ahir, Zug Ahir, period. Okay, so that's the establishment of the Gemara. The Gemara is suggesting that who goes to testify about the witnesses to vouch for their kosherness? Two. It needs to be two. Why would it need to be two? Not fully clear. As Jesse pointed out, one could have been sufficient. But the Beraita told us it's Eidav. It needs to be two. And as a result, we interpret it accordingly in the Mishnah. Says the Gemara, wait a second. Really? You need to? I mean, you, you quoted a Beraita, huh? But I have a story from another Beraita which seems to suggest that in terms of the vouching for kosherness, one is sufficient. And is it really so that one guy can't testify about me being kosher? You're right. One guy can't testify about Kiddush HaChodesh. Mishpat. I get that. But Aher, in the context of the guy vouching for him, who said that's not good? Vehatanya doesn't the Beraita say Maaseh? It happened. Berebin nehorae shehalach etzel haed lehaida lab b'Shabbat beusha. 
Usha, the Gemara tells us later on, Daflamid Aleph, if you recall, was one of the stops of the Sanhedrin. Sanhedrin had time periods when they were not in Yerushalayim, many time periods. One of them was Usha. So Usha is, a, is the location where the Sanhedrin is. This Rabbi Nehorae, or Rabbi Nehorai, either way you slice it, it means the rabbi of light, what a name, especially at this time period. And so Rabbi Nehorae uh, went to vouch, says the Beraita, about a witness in Usha that he was kosher. How many people is Rabbi Nohara'e? He might be parallel to seven billion. But ultimately speaking, he's one person. One person, did you hear what you just said? You just told me one person can vouch. That's why it says in our Mishnah, Ahir. You have another Biraita which is bothering you? All right, another Biraita is bothering you. But over here it says explicitly that Rabbi Nohara'e did it. And I'll tell you the same thing in our Mishnah. Says the Gemara, I'll give you one of two answers because we'd like everything to be consistent. Both our Mishnah and the first Beraita, and now the second Beraita as well. Amre, says the Gemara, we can perhaps say, First answer of the Gemara, the answer of, uh, 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 the answer of just the Hachamim, Amre, it goes as follows, Rabbi Nohorae was not going by himself. But the Beraita says, Rabbi Nohorae was going. We're talking about he together with someone else. He's the important one. We want to give him kabod. So when we say that he went, we don't mean he went by himself. We mean he went. Why do we want to pay attention to him? We want to tell you how important it is. Even to be Mahalil Shabbat, even an important person like Rabbi Nohara'e, even leaving his community and his this or whatever, he went. That means it's an important reality. Doesn't mean he went by himself. Doesn't mean he went by himself. Alternatively, different answer says the Gemara of Rav. Says Gemara, the other answer is Rabbi Nohorae knew that there's another vouching witness in Usha at the Sanhedrin. There's another person who will testify to the fact. How do we know? How did he know? Ma'barif. He knew. You know, you're going. To, but he knows. I don't know. It's a guy who lives in Usha. I don't know, Robbie. You, you, uh, let's, say, let's say I tell you I need you to go to, I don't know, where's Beit Din of America if they convene in, in Manhattan? Or uh, let's say Borough Park. I'm sure there's some Beit Din in Borough Park. Whatever, but Beit Din in Borough Park. Your time, I tell you, Robbie, I'm going to come with you to vouch for you because they don't know you there, but I'm good friends with them. They say, but you're not sufficient, Rabbi. I said, but don't you have that rabbi you go to every Friday in Borough Park as well? Yeah, but what does he have? He lives right there. That's what Avashir says. I know another person who's able to vouch. And that's why, yeah, he seems to be going by himself. But it must be, says Rav Hashem, there was another there. Says the Gemara, Memra. If this, either one of these answers, the way Tosafot explains it for Rashi, if this is so, either that he was going with another, or alternatively, he knew that there was another there, What's the Hidush? Well, is this Beraita is telling me a story. You open up with a story, and there's got to be some punchline over here. There's got to be something I didn't know before, and you're not just telling me a halakha I was already aware of. And I tell you a story. Guys, let me tell you a story. I spent Shabbat by Hacham Vadia Yosef, and he said Kiddush on Friday night. What's the story? You didn't tell me anything. I was like, the story of here has to be something significant. Our Mishnah told us you send two people. Rabbi Nohra'e went. Oh, that's a Hidush. He went by himself. No, no, it means he went with someone else. Like, What's the Hidush? Why are you telling me this? Either one of your answers answers the Gemara. Perhaps you would have said, Ultimately speaking, says the Gemara, there's a safek over here. It's a safek of one of two circumstances. Either, as Rabbi said, maybe the guy in Bar Park's not going to be there this Shabbat. 
Maybe he's eating, uh, maybe he went to like with the people with his son for Shabbat. Maybe he's in Mansi for Shabbat. Maybe he's in Israel for Shabbat. Still a safik. No, I'm quite certain I sent him a telegram, uh, but it might still not be around. It's a safik. Alternatively, even if Rabbi Nohara is actually going with the other guy, maybe the other guy's going to check it out. Maybe he's not going to say, I'm not in control of him. Ultimately speaking, I'm being Mahala Shabbat. I'm traveling on Shabbat. I'm going, I'm going, I'm doing, I'm doing anything and everything. I'm carrying my sticks to fight off the bike to I mean, I have the whole nine of us. said. Everything's going on over here. Uh, but maybe it won't amount on Shabbat. Maybe it might not amount to an actual t- testimony which is effective. That's the Hidush Rabbi Nora. It went, even though he was Talui B'dat Ahir. And there's another one there? You don't know if there's another one there at all. No. The Gemara is suggesting no. Again, no. According to this suggestion of the Gemara, he's only able to go because there is another one. Otherwise, it's going to amount to nothing. The doubt is, you're saying it's such a, it's, that's, that's a mi'uche in other words, it's such a far-fetched safik. The safik over here in the Gemara is, is a lot smaller. In other words, the safik in the Gemara is, uh, who knows if the guy isn't there at this time, but I know there is a guy there. Who knows if this guy's actually going to open up his mouth and I'm walk- who I'm walking with. If you don't know at all, but maybe that you wouldn't. You would, as a single witness, make your way there, assuming that someone else would be there. And so forth, but not as a, not as a vouching witness. What's that? Meaningless. It happens to be that's not an issue over here because you can't get there before the end. In other words, you're traveling, we assume, from outside. You're saying you're traveling from very close. We have a Gemaran Maseche Besa which talks about Isuni Midrabanan, where we permit the return but only on Yisuri Midrabanan. Rav Moshe Feinstein extends it, and it's a difficult stretch that he has to Hatzalah. We have it with Hatzalah and with doctors today, but Rav Shlomo Zaman Arbachim has been Hatzalah, is very vehemently opposed to that, to the extent that, well, I've had conversations with many Hatzalah people explaining, who got nervous. They, you have to take a certain course in Halakha with Hatzalah. This is what Abi Harari explained to me. And he got nervous about this Halakha. So in Allenhurst one summer, I went through all the Halakhot with him. But uh, on paper, it appears as if even for Hatzalah, it would be problematic. Again, there's ways, there's, there's many ways to deal with it. Moshe Feinstein has it, I mean, I've, we could send it in the WhatsApp afterwards. Rav Moshe Feinstein has a Tishuban in which he uses this Gemaran Masechet Beza, which is talking about Isuru Midrabanan, rabbinic violations. They were Hitiru Sofan Mishum Tehilatan, in order for you to go in the first place to do something that they felt was important, they were Matir, the, the return as well, the aftermath as well. But on Isuru Torah, the argument is it's much more difficult. We would not apply it over here. This is clear Isuru Minat Torah. The, the, the famous name of the Gemara Masechet Sanhedrin, which Kesota Hoshin latches on to is Afilu Moshe Ve'aharon, right? I mean, Hakodesh Hazet Lachem, and the general assumption is, yes, it's a problem, they're brothers, whatever, but it's Lachem, it's too, even Moshe and Aharon. It's not necessary, the way Harambam writes in Hilchot Yisodeh HaTorah is, this is not because necessarily there's a Hashash Meshake. When you have one witness, it's not because I fear you're lying necessarily. Gezerat HaKatub, 
no alternative. You're talking about in Kiddusha Chodesh. I'm talking about all testimony. Right. So to have two witnesses is Borei Olam told us to do so. Again, American court system, you don't need two witnesses. Whoever heard of two witnesses? You're right, we can find lots of rationale in many circumstances. What if it's a circumstance 100%? He took the lie detector. He's great. He's never said a lie in his life. He'll drop dead if he tells a lie. I'm certain he's telling the truth and he's got great eyes on and so forth. Says the Gemara, if you recall, Ula went to study in Eris Israel, and then he came back to Bavil. We have lots of stories about this. We actually saw this story, an extended version of it, just two dapim ago. But listen, and now think about the story again. He arrives from Eretz Israel on a specific day. He says, you should know, gentlemen, again, the specifics the Gemara told us in the past where he then explained to them why it was significant for them in Bavil, how they established it in Eretz Israel. But listen to the statement. He comes, it sounds like, by himself. He says, you should know in Eretz Israel, Ma'arava, in the West, they established Rosh Chodesh this day. One second, Ola, you're a single person. You're not testifying in Betin. You're not testifying about the witnesses. But are we believing you? Why not? Why not? Mm. I understand, but is that enough? Says the, it's not testimony, says Jesse. Jesse says it's not testimony. In fact, Jesse's right to the extent that we generally say, Isurin means matters of mutar or asur. We have lots of famous examples. Nida is the source for that, right? A woman is believed in terms of her understanding. But now all of Bavil, let's call it, are going to go based on the words of a single person. You're right. It's not a, it's not a formal testimony. Yes. To testify about what took place in Beit and Eretz Yisrael. Yeah, well, again, the, the Mishnayot later on, we're going to see the next Mishnah, we're going to see about how they would in the past send word. You see, what seems to be underlying the issue in the Gemara, as the Aharonim point out on this line, is it's perhaps the Hachamim would have been nervous. Keep in mind, the Baitusim are causing all sorts of issues for us. So if we're going to accept one person's testimonies from entering into murky waters. That's the next Mishnah. We banished that because the Baitusim messed with that. So that's exactly the point. The point is perhaps we shouldn't be accepting one. And Ulaka arrives on the scene. He states this. Maybe we shouldn't accept him. As Jesse, as Judah pointed out, come on, you could accept him. Maybe there's a particular sensitivity. Again, I'm not asking this strongly. They messed with certain issues. And in turn, they made us be stronger in our way of affecting them. Says the Gemara, Amar Avkana, you says Ravkana, you should know, Ula's testimony, quote unquote, was acceptable, even though he was a singular person, not only because he's Ula. La mi ba'aya, mi ba'aya min sarikh. You don't even need to state that the reason we accepted Ula's testimony was the Gavra Rabbahu, that he's an important person. Jared used these words earlier. He's an important person. Again, he's not testifying in court. He's not testifying about another person in court. He's just reporting what happened. Look at him. You think he's going to tell him that? Even if it wasn't Ula, even if it was me, the Meheman, that, that he's believed, even a yo-yo, even if I were to come from Eretz Yisrael and to testify or to report, Name Meheman, Name means as well. We would believe him. Wait a second, should you really do so? So everybody in the room says a resounding yes. 
but not so fast. We're establishing holidays. Imagine it's Tishrei, which is the Gemara's story with Ula in the past. You're establishing Kippur. You're establishing Sukkot. Imagine it's Nisan. You're establishing the Yisur Hametz. Based on that, I mean, this is a big deal. I would be believed on that. I mean, keep it on. No internet, no phones, no faxes, no word from Israel. Exactly what happened. You're going based on my word, and I'm not such a trustworthy guy. I'm not Ula. My Tama, what's the reason? Says the Gemara, kol milta. Milta means a matter. Any issue, any matter. De'avida le'igaluye. Le'igaluye milashon galui. Galui v'safui. Galui means revealed. Any matter which will become revealed. La'meshakere ba'inche. People would not and will not lie about it. That the fact that in Israel they established today as Rosh Chodesh, ultimately speaking, although it might take a week, two weeks, it's going to be revealed when they established it or not. So the fact that I got up, you think I'm going to so brazenly lie to everyone and then be revealed later on that I was lying about it? Any matter which will be revealed, ultimately speaking, we assume with a strong assumption I'm telling the truth, even if I'm not Ula. Says, Again, always says, Jared, you don't need the way Tureh Evan explains this Gemara, that's what I'm explaining to you is, perhaps we should have an added suspicion over here because of the Baitusin. Because it's specifically a difficult circumstance, we need to be stronger in our conviction that we're only going to accept the person we believe. No, even even that circumstance, in fact, says the Gemara, we have a Beraita, which directly accords this, if a person comes, quote unquote, from the other edge of the earth, which means to say nobody knows who he is. He showed up in the community, stepped up to the Bima on Shabbat. He comes and says, you should know Betin established a Hodesh. Who is that guy? I never met that guy. I'm nervous. Who is he? Is he, is he one of us? What's this guy's Neiman, in such a circumstance, we give him a Neimanut. Why should you give him a Neimanut? You don't know who he is at all. Kol milta You don't need to be Ula. You could be a person, Misofa Ulam, whom nobody knows. We give him trust on that matter as well. Baruch Adonai Ulam. Amen.